Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. So today, the message will be very simple. Actually, I struggle to preach this message because it's so simple that you may think, wow, I need something more complicated. But I believe all of us need a Savior. All of us need a Savior. When my car sliding down on the slope at Harborview Hospital with the snow on the street, I say, Jesus, help me. I need a Savior. When my patient on the table had bleeding, from the skull, and the bleeding was like opening the tap, and the bleeding did not stop. I could not help that patient to survive by my own ability. I say, Jesus, help me. When I moved to America, I needed a job. I need to provide for my family. I say, Jesus, provide for me. I need my Savior. We all need the Savior. Actually, the longer I live on earth, the more I see that people all over the world need the Savior. People got affected by sickness, poverty, curses, demons, all kinds of problems. People in the whole world, including you and me, need a Savior. And God loves us so much. He sent the Savior to help us, to save us. He is a Savior. He is a deliverer. He is a protector. He's the healer. He is a vindicator. He's the promise keeper. He's the guide and the provider. He's a life giver. He's a supernatural God that he can do anything. Nothing is impossible with him. And that savior that we are talking about, his name is Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ came into the world. He was born in Bethlehem, a city in Palestine. He was born from a virgin 2,000 plus years ago. And one day, he was arrested, he was whipped, and he carried a cross to that hill. He was crucified. He is the Savior of the world. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Because Christmas is a time to ponder and think and meditate on the love of God that God sent the Savior to us. I'm going to read many scriptures today and tell you who Jesus is, who the Savior is. So this is a simple message, but I want you to know because a lot of people are Christian, but they don't know Jesus that well. Number one, Luke chapter 1, verse 35. And the angel answer and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Jesus the Savior is called by an angel, the Son of God, capital S. He is the Son of the living God. Even God the Father called Jesus my son. In Luke chapter 3, verses 21 to 22, I will read a lot of scripture today, okay? When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. Everyone say, Jesus, Jesus. is the son, son of God. You know, even demons know that Jesus is the son of God. That's why demons are so afraid of the name of Jesus. In Luke chapter 4, 40 to 41, when the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Jesus is our healer. Jesus is our deliverer. Jesus is our savior. Yesterday, I was out shopping for Christmas gift 
And while I'm waiting, I say, God, please anoint me and use me like Jesus. In the name of Jesus, everywhere I go, I want to see healing and deliverance. I want Jesus to work in me and through me. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Everyone say, Jesus is the Son of God. The angel says so, the Father says so, and even demons say Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Not only that He is the Son of God, the Bible says that Jesus was the Creator of all things. In the book of Colossians, chapter 1, 12 to 16, giving thanks to the Father who had qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Everyone say, I have the inheritance of heaven. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Jesus is His Son. And we now in the kingdom of His Son, the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin. He is the image of the invisible God. When we see Jesus, we see God. He is the image of the invisible Father, the Heavenly Father. The firstborn over all creation, for by Him, listen carefully, I want to emphasize this one now. For by Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through Him and for Him. Everyone say, Jesus, Jesus. is the creator of the whole universe. Do you believe Jesus is the creator? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? As Christians, we need to have confidence. We must be persuaded in our heart. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. He is my creator. He created me. I'm not just worship the religious leader or somebody who is a human being who claimed to be a religious leader. He is the Son of God. He created all things. John chapter 1 verse 3 says, All things were made through Him, mean Jesus. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. We are worshiping, serving, and we are following the creator of the whole universe. This teaching is so simple, theologically, but I want to convince you one more time. I want to make sure you know who your God is. He is your creator. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2 say, And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through His Son, Jesus. God promised everything to the Son, Jesus, as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe. Wow, we are not just worshiping, serving a religious leader, a normal human being who claimed to teach religious law. There's so many religious leaders in different religions were human beings, and they just tried to come up with the religious laws. No, we are not worshiping a religious leader. Jesus is the Son of God. He is God. He is the Creator. Therefore, we should treat Him as a Creator. We should trust in Him. We should believe in Him. Yesterday, I was driving to the church for the young adult care group, and the Lord spoke to me through that Hebrew chapter 11 and 12. He said to me, Son, do you want me to praise you, to witness about you, to testify about you like I did for Moses, for Abraham, for Abel, for David and Joshua? I said, yes, I want you to really testify about my life. God said to me, have faith in Jesus and serve him. And I said, God, in the car, I cried in the car and said, God, from today on, I'm going to walk by faith. 
I have faith in Jesus. I believe Jesus is a creator. Nothing is impossible for him. I can trust him. I will present my request to him. I'm going to depend on him. He is my God. I'm going to walk like Moses, Abraham, King David, Elijah, Elijah, Abel, Enoch. I like to be like Enoch, actually. You know what? Enoch did not die. God was so pleased with Enoch. Enoch was so full of faith. And he has fellowship with God because he believed that God is alive. And he loved God so much. And the Bible says Enoch did not die. God just cannot stand anymore. Okay, I want you to come up here. Come up. So he just went to heaven without death. I like that. I want to be like that man, like Enoch, to the point that God said, Oh, Dr. Lau, Pastor Lau, I like you so much. Come up here right now. And then suddenly I went to heaven without death on earth. I don't need to die on earth. I want that day to happen to me. Maybe I'm the third one in the Bible. The first one is Enoch. The second one is Elijah. And I hope to be the third one in the Bible. And Pastor Dao will be the fourth one. <laughs> Believe in the Almighty God. He is a creator. He is a son of God. And I trust him. He has power to heal. He has power to protect. He has power to cast out demons. And not only that, the Bible says, Jesus is God. In the book of John, chapter 14, verse 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me? Mean, mean Jesus. Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? So in this sentence, Jesus said, I am God. When you see me, you see the Father. He is God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So we are worshiping the Son of God. He is the Creator, and He is God Himself. Do you believe Jesus is God to you? Do you believe that He created you? How should we treat Him? How should we relate to Him? We should fear Him, love Him, obey Him, serve Him, live for Him. This is the message of Christmas. We should love Him, serve Him, treat Him as our God and our Savior. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. The Bible says, And she will bring forth a son, and she will call his name Jesus. Jesus means Savior. He's a Savior. For He will save His people from their sins. Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus, the Creator. Jesus, the Almighty God, became a man on earth. He came into the world in the form of a man 2,000 years ago. He was born from a virgin in the physical form of a human being. But he was God at the same time. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Jesus, the Son of God, the Creator, and the Almighty God, came into the world 2,000 years ago as a human being. He wanted to show us how a human being, how a man and a woman, like all of us here, should walk with God, should depend on the power of the Holy Spirit, should be led by the Holy Spirit, serve the Lord. He is our example. We follow His footsteps. We want to live a holy life like Him. We want to have a relationship with the Father like Him. He is our best example. Jesus is my celebrity. I'm not crazy about movie star that much, but I'm crazy about Jesus. He is my celebrity. I love him. He's my best example. The Lord Jesus is the one that I will follow, not any movie star. He is the best example to us. He came into the world in the form of a man like you and me. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. He's the best example. The Bible says, But we have one who has been tempted in every way, Jesus. He was tempted by Satan. Just as we are, yet was without sin. 
Jesus, the Son of God, came to the world as a man. But the difference between He and us is that He never sinned. Jesus never sinned against God at all. He was tempted like you and me. Why did He come into the world 2,000 years ago? Why? Acts chapter 2, verse 23. I read a lot of scripture today. This man, Jesus, was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. The Bible says in the book of Acts, his coming, the first coming, he showed up on earth in Bethlehem, a town in Palestine, because that is the plan of God, the purpose of God to save mankind. He did not show up in the earth by accident. This is the eternal plan of God. God sent Jesus into the world in the form of a man at the right time, at the right place, at the right occasion. He came into the world in order to save us from sin. He knew that he was going to go to the cross to die for us. He came into the world with the purpose of the Heavenly Father. And what is that purpose? Matthew 27, verse 46. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He went to the cross and he took the sins of the whole world, including yours and mine, on his body on the cross. And when the sin of the whole world came upon Jesus, the heavenly father could not stand it. He saw the sin. He turned his face away from Jesus. And Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because all those 33 years, he and the Heavenly Father had very close and deep fellowship with one another. He loved the Father. He served the Father. But at that moment, God the Father turned the face away. Because on the body of Jesus Christ, the sins of the whole world, including my sin, were upon him. And all the consequences and the result of sin were on him. Do you know that sin leads us to hell and eternal death? When we sin against God and we don't repent, our final destiny is hell. I tell you the truth. I talk about hell not enough. And I know that in America, people don't like to hear this hellfire sermon. They think that, oh, your pastor's so mean, talk about hellfire. But sometimes I need to talk about it. Number one, because not every Christian who in the church will go to heaven. The book of Matthew chapter 7 says, not everyone who call me Lord, Lord will see me in heaven because they don't do the will of my Father. Number two, the reason I need to talk about eternal hell sometime, because I want to wake up all the parents in this room. Hey, parents, this is serious. I myself don't want my children to go to hell. I can raise them, send them to school, finish PhD, have good job, work for Boeing, Microsoft, for big company, $300,000 income every year, but everyone gonna die and they go to hell. All those money, all those education will not help them. The most important thing in my heart as a daddy is that I make sure my children and my grandchildren and great-grandchildren will go to heaven. I will do everything on earth to make sure I will be a good example to them. I will not say bad things in front of them. I will not cheat God in front of them. I will not sin against God in front of my children. I don't want to stumble them. When I became a Christian, I brought my kid to church since Tanida was only two years old. I got saved when Tanida was young. And after that, I took my kids to church every Sunday. I want to make sure that they know God. And I want to build a church with a family, loving environment that they will not be stumbled in the church and walk away from God. Because the reason I do that, our church is so sincere and loving because I want the children in this church to be saved and not go to hell. The worst thing in the pastor's life is that to build a church when all the children go to hell. Hell is real. Jesus came into the world, took our sin, took our death, so that we will not die in hell and we will not die on earth. When we talk about death, sickness is death. 
I'm a doctor. I know sickness is bad, poverty is dead, curses are dead, failure is dead, rejection, all kinds of problem is a result of sin. He took the sin and the consequences of sin on his body, and he offered us salvation. Salvation covers everything, including your financial situation, your health, your traveling, your relationship, your family. He took the sin on him. Romans chapter 5 verse 8, God demonstrated His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The good news, the message of the Christmas is that God loves us so much. He doesn't want us to die. He doesn't want us to live in curses and sickness and poverty and hell on earth and hell in the eternal lake of fire. Jesus came to take all those things on Himself. Let me ask you: How many people believe in heaven and hell? Raise your hand up. How many people want to go to heaven? Are you real Christians? Are you true Christians? Matthew chapter 7 says, "Not everybody call himself Lord, Lord will go to heaven. Not everybody." Unfortunately, I listened to a testimony of a Korean pastor. He put his testimony in YouTube, and I listened. And somebody translate into English. I was listening. He said that one day he got a heart attack and he died. The angel took him to hell to see people in hell, and he saw some pastor of a big church there, and he was shocked. Pastor in hell. Oh, yeah, those pastors preach Jesus, but they're in hell because they never repent. To be born again, two conditions: one, you need to repent of your sin; two, you need to treat Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Second Corinthians five twenty one say, "God made him mean Jesus who had no sin to be sin for us. He took our sin." On his body, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He took our sin and he offered us the righteousness of God, and he wants us to become more like him, to live and walk a holy life. He wants us to grow up. After we become a Christian, he wants us to grow up to become more like him. He doesn't want us to live like a sinner anymore. We need to repent of our sin. Ephesians chapter 4, 10 to 14. He who descended, mean Jesus, is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens. Jesus was crucified. He was buried in the tomb, and three days later, he was resurrected and he ascended in front of people in order to fill the whole universe. It was He, Jesus, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Basically, pastors, teachers, and leaders in the church are the gift from heaven. Make sure one day I will go to heaven, and this church will have a next pastor and other pastor too. Make sure you treat your pastor right, because they are the gift from heaven. God sent the gift to the church. Don't abuse your pastor. To prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and became mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there, by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in that deceitful scheming. Jesus is our example. He is the Son of God. He's the Creator. He came to the world as a man, and He is a, our example. We need to follow His footsteps. We should keep growing spiritually and to attain to the whole nature of the fullness of Christ. As Christians, we should have that goal: don't live day by day waiting to go to heaven and stay being baby forever. We need to keep growing. This is the reason why in our church we preach the word every Sunday. I want you to grow. That's why we produce so many teaching and put in the internet. That's why we have care group meeting. We have discipleship group meeting. I tell you, if I can, I want to have 100 discipleship group in this church, but I cannot. I have only seven days a week. We make disciples. We want people to grow. We want to teach and train people. 
We want to make sure people, members of the church, will grow up spiritually to become more like Jesus. One of the reasons you go to care group, small group meeting, because you need to grow. You can use your gift in the care group. You can exercise your gift. You can show love to people. You cannot grow up by being in front of TV, Christian. No way. You need to show up. You need to go to church. You need to get involved. You need to serve God. Get involved in every different ministry in the church. That's the way you grow up to become more like Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God for Zoom. Thank God for internet. But that is not the perfect way to grow. You need to show up and be involved in the ministry. Thank God. Jesus did not stay in the tomb. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 4. Everyone say, I worship, I worship the living God. That he was buried, that he was raised from the dead on the third day according to the scriptures. Everyone say, my God, still alive. Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day. Amen. Do you believe Jesus is alive? You know one thing? Your pastor, your husband, or your wife may not know what you're doing behind the scene. But one person who is still alive see everything. His name is Jesus. He knows what you are doing behind the scene. People may not know, but God knows. That's why I have the fear of God in my heart. Because I know God is alive. He's watching me. He knows what I'm doing. I will not do anything that will offend him or make him grieve upon my life. I want to please him. He is the living God. Acts chapter 1 verse 3. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proof that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Jesus was raised from the dead. He walked on earth in his new body in front of the disciples for 40 days and 40 nights. This is historical event. Our God is not a dead God. I used to follow another religion. And the religious leader of that religion is gone. Never see him again. So at that time, I tell you the truth. When I followed that religion, I was not sure that if I died, I will be in heaven or maybe I will be in hell because even my religious leader cannot save himself. But when the American missionary told me about Jesus and showed me the movie Jesus from Campus Crusade, and I saw and read the Bible that Jesus was raised from the dead and he went up to heaven. Oh, I have confidence now. My God showed me example that he went up to heaven. I now have confidence after I die, I will be in heaven with him because I'm worshiping the living God. My God is not dead. Amen. First Corinthians 15, 6 say, after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time. Jesus was raised from the dead and appeared to more than 500 people at the same time. Okay, I share about Jesus already. He is the son of God. He is the creator. He is God. He came to the world for the purpose of the Father to save you and me from sins and curses and poverty and bondages. He was raised from the dead and he is at the right hand of the Father right now. Do you believe all this biblical truth? Do you believe? Do you believe Jesus still at the throne in heaven? Is he your king? Okay, now, if Jesus is your king, how should we relate to him? John chapter 15, verses 9 to 10. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. I mean Jesus. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. If you are truly born again Christian, and Jesus is your real God, your Savior, you have faith in him. That faith produces actions. Faith without deeds 
is dead. If Jesus is my God, tell me what to do. I do it. You are my King. I will obey you. You tell me to start the church. Sure. I'm not good enough, but I will do it. You tell me to love my wife. Sure. I love Pasada. I'm gonna be true to her all the days of my life. You tell me to love your people in the church, to take care of them, to be honest to them, not to hurt them, not to take advantage of my people in the church. Sure, I will love my members. I will take care of them. I can lose sleep for them. I don't mind to work hard for them because I love you. You are my God. When Jesus is your God, you obey Him, whatever He says. But thank God, He promised when we obey, He shall give us the blessings. Matthew 22:36-40. Teacher, which is the most important commandments in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, "You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Wow, equally important." Hmm. Interesting. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. If Jesus is really your God, this Christmas we talk about Jesus' birth. Is Jesus your God? If Jesus is your God, you obey His commandments. That is to love God and to love people. Please take action of showing love to God. I come to church every Sunday not because I have to, because I love God. I spend time with you on Sunday. I run around the whole church to greet everybody, try to show love to everybody. You know why? I love God. I want to obey His command. Why well, spend time all this year to pastor the church? Because I love God. Do you love God? Do you obey His commandments? Love God and love people. Tell the person next to you. I love you. Tell not only husband and wife, tell somebody else. I love you. Let me read a few more scriptures. Philippians chapter two, verse four and five. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The Lord Jesus gave up His life. He came into the world. He suffered so much. He went out to heal the sick, cast out demons, make disciple, taught the gospel, the truth of God. He did not live for himself. He lived for mankind. And the Bible says, "Let each of us." Look out not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. Christians who love Jesus will not just live for themselves. Yesterday, the young adult group had lunch together, and it's fun. We had uh, Vietnamese—I don't know how to call that food—sandwiches. It's so good, and I was thinking in my heart, I like to be a part of that. So I wrote the check, gave to the church. I want to feed all these people. I want to live for other people. I don't want to outgive God. I don't want to eat free fruit every Sunday, every meeting. I want to help people, bless people, because that is how Jesus lived. When we walk like Jesus, because He is our example, we will be giver. We will help people, pray for people, visit people, love people. We want to be the blessing to people. That's how we show Jesus on earth here, amen. amen. Oh, now start to get quiet. <laughs> you don't like this message now. Jesus said, "Okay, is Jesus your Lord? Yes. Is Jesus your God? Yes. Do you want to become like Him? Yes. Don't just live for yourself, right. amen? amen. Live for others like Jesus. Live a life of love." Matthew sixteen eighteen. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. If Jesus is your Lord, you love Jesus, you appreciate He died for you, 
He is still alive. He is watching you. He is looking at you. He calling you. If Jesus is your Lord, one thing you will do is to do what He wants to do. He wants to build the church. I tell you, I consider the Church of Jesus Christ very important to my and Pastor's heart, because the church is the bride of Christ. The church is the body of Christ, and Jesus say, "I will build my church." I'm gonna pull up my sleeve. I will spend my money, spend my time using my home, using my car, my gasoline. I'm gonna use anything in my life to build the Church of Jesus Christ. One of the reason I fly so many places. On 26, we will fly to Thailand to build the church. We want to build the church everywhere we can go. We want to participate, be the church builder, not be the consumer. We want to build the church of Jesus Christ. I'm glad I don't have to go to the cross myself. I'm glad I don't have to die in hell. I'm glad Jesus took my sin away. I'm so glad I have the super abundant life. I'm so glad through Jesus I can go to heaven. I can have rewards in heaven. What can I do to pay you back, Jesus? You love me so much. You are the Son of God. You are my God. How can I pay you back? How can I show love back to you? Very simple. Get involved. In building the Church of Jesus Christ, when I say the church, I don't mean the building. I mean people. Build people up, love people, feed people, visit people, pray for people. Amen. Amen. Pull up your sleeve. Do it. Get involved. Love people. Don't sit around doing nothing. Don't be a consumer. Be a giver. Be a builder, and the Lord will take care of you. Just like the testimony that you heard from Brother Patrick, he is committed member of this church from a long time ago, and he gave tithe to the church. He served God. He and his family come to church. He loved God so much, and God took care of him. I mean, God know his heart since he was a young boy that he gonna come to America one day and have high education, have a good job now. The number one runner in the country. Why? Because his heart was right. He loved Jesus. When you love Jesus, He can change you from a poor, broken man into a rich man. He can honor you and lift you up to be above, not beneath. You can be the head, not the tail, because you love Jesus and you obey Him. The blessing of Abraham will be upon you. Matthew 28:18 to 20. Jesus came and spoke to them. Everyone said, "Jesus." Jesus is speaking to you now. All authority have been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the last command, the great commission from the mouth of our Lord, our King, and our Savior, our Protector, our Healer. He said, "Get involved in saving the lost and dying world. Preach the gospel. Amen. That's why we produce teaching in Khmer, in Vietnamese, Mandarin. We do our part to preach the gospel to the nations." A few days ago, one sister here said, "Can you go to Vietnam with me?" In my heart, wow, that's a long trip. It's not fun. But I came home and I pray. Sure, if God opened the door for Vietnam, I will go because I want to obey the command of Jesus Christ. We need to help the nations. We need to help people to know God, teaching them why Pastor Lau works so hard to produce so many teaching in the internet because I am obeying the Great Commission. Teaching them all things that I have commanded you. Oh, I tell you, the Bible is so big, so much revelation and knowledge in here. You cannot learn the whole Bible in your lifetime. I tell you, so much to learn. But we do our best to produce teaching and learn more and learn more and learn more because God wants us to know His Word. He wants us to be His disciple. Amen. Amen. Do you love Jesus? Hallelujah! Last one, Romans chapter fourteen, nine to twelve. Jesus came to the world as a man. 
He was the Son of God. He was God. He was a Creator. He died on the cross. He took our sin. He was resurrected from the dead. He showed Himself 40 days, 40 nights, to more than 500 people at the same time. Now He is at the right hand of the Father. Romans chapter 14:9 to 12. For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again. That he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother, or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand. Everyone say, we all shall stand, all stand. before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. No exception. All the believers throughout the generation, one day, gonna be in front of Jesus at his throne. I think God gives you a new body, you can kneel down. If right now, if you have bad knees, you cannot kneel down. That day, you can have a new knees. You can kneel down before Jesus and you say, Lord Jesus. I'm talking about believers. The non-believers different. The non-believers will stand at the great white throne and be judged and sent to hell. But the four the believers will kneel down before Jesus. And you give your account. What you do with your time on earth? What you do? Do you spend time in front of the screen to watch all the bad news all the time or play game all the time? Or you spend your time in front of the screen to listen to my word? Do you spend your time and money to serve me or you spend your time and money to sin and to follow the way of the world? You all will give an account to him. And no one, including Pastor Lau, can help you. You all have to give your account to God yourself. I'm not there. Bye-bye. I cannot help you that day. You need to give your account. And on that day, you will not go to hell if you are truly born again Christian, but he will judge you whether you're going to have the crowd of glory in heaven or not. You're going to have big mansion in heaven or a little condominium with one bedroom, or you're going to have a big load truck rewards, or you will go to heaven bare hand. And those things will be permanent and eternal. No one can change it. Once you get to heaven, the condominium you have, the mansion you have, whatever you have, the crowd of glory, the rewards from God, the glory, some of you will try to bright. Oh, wow, so bright. Some of you, not very bright. I'm serious. This is all in the Bible. We all have different glory in heaven. I want more glory in heaven. I want to be shining bright, big mansion. And I ask God, my mansion need to be close to Pasada, close to Joy and Tanida and Paul and the members of New Hope International Church. I don't know how we eat up there, but hopefully I can eat more Vietnamese noodle <laughs> up in heaven of some steak or some Spanish food up there. And that will be permanent and no change forever. I teach you this lesson today. Please wake up. Live for God. Build His church. Love Jesus. Treat Jesus as your King, your Lord, your Savior, your protector, your provider, way maker, way of life, your wisdom, your guide, your King from today on. Don't waste your time. I teach you already on that day in front of the judgment seat of Christ, no excuse anymore. You can say, oh, I don't know all this thing. Jesus will say to you, on December 18, 2022, your pastor, Dr. Varula Haprasit, taught you this truth, but you did not obey the word. You are responsible for your own action now. No more excuses. Amen. This is the message for this Christmas. Jesus is God. He's a king. He's alive. Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much, Lord. 
you remind all of us who Jesus is. Lord, we all need the Savior. Thank you, Lord, you send the Savior to us, the protector, the healer, the deliverer, the vindicator, the judge, the provider, the guide, the wisdom, the prince of peace. Lord Jesus, you are everything for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We don't live our life alone on earth. We can cry out to you anytime. When we need help, when we need protection, we need deliverance, when we need provision, we need a job, we need to get out from debt, we can cry out to you. You will help us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, what you did for us on the cross. You took all the bad things on you that day. And you offer to us all the blessings, all the good things, Lord. And we receive it by faith because of your grace. Lord, we appreciate your grace so much. You did not have to die, but you died for us. We were sinners. We rebelled against you, but you still died for us, Lord. Therefore, Lord, we promise you all the days of our life, we will walk in obedience. We love you with all our heart, with all our soul and our strength. And we will love our neighbors as ourselves. We will not look unto our own interests, but the interests of others. Oh Lord, we want to be a part of building your church and the great commission to help the nations to come to know you. Thank you, Lord, you put into this house Many nationalities, the Chinese, the Laotian, the Thai, the Japanese, Indonesian, American, Congolist, all kinds of nationalities here, Lord. And we want to help you, Lord. We want to serve you to bring the gospel to the nations, Lord. And Lord, help us to be awake and alert that we will live our life in such a way that when one day we kneel before you at the judgment seat of Christ, you will say, good and faithful servant. Lord, we want to receive eternal rewards from you. I pray, Father, all of my brothers and sisters in this church will have a big mansion in heaven. They will have big glory on their body. They will have the crowd of righteousness and the crowd of glory on their head. They will have a lot of rewards in heaven, eternal rewards that the thief cannot steal, the rust cannot destroy. Nothing can really take away their rewards in heaven, Father. Thank you, Lord. We believe we will be in heaven one day and stand before you. We believe and declare Jesus is the real, true, and living God. And you are the creator of all things. You are the Savior, Lord. We believe and declare in this house, in this church, you are the head of this church. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and sing a song to the Lord. Before we sing, should we confess together, Jesus is my Lord. Let's confess with me. Lord Jesus, you are my Savior, my Lord. My King, you are alive. I will see you one day. Help me, Lord, to repent of my sin every day, to obey your commandments, to love you, love our neighbors. Anoint me, Lord. Give me more grace. In year 2023, I will go higher than before. I will be the head, not the tail. I shall be the blessing to the nations. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's sing to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
you, Lord.